Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleayers.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. What's up, everybody? Uh, thanks for listening to Never Seen It. The Today's episode is Mike Drucker. He has never seen Goodfellas, one of my favorite movies. Mike is incredibly so funny. He's a writer for Full Frontal with Samantha B. He wrote for Bill Nye, Saves the World, President Show, Adam Ruins Everything, The Tonight Show, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. I mean, it's he's one of the best writers there is. He's one of the best comedy writers there is. I'm so happy he did the show. We're joined by Mike Carroza, who you guys know he's been on the show before. And it's just, it's really, it's fun. We recorded a few weeks ago. Uh, we're just getting it out. I appreciate your guys' patience through everything, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, it's, the script is so funny. We talk uh, Scorsese, you know, I did, uh, mob movies, Goodfellas, obviously it's the episode. But this is Mike Drucker has never seen Goodfellas. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you didn't listen on Tuesday, you should have got a little bonus episode dropped. We're doing a contest for the 45th anniversary of Jaws coming out. We have some cool Jaws Blu-ray, HD DVD, crazy combos that we're giving away as well. They come with like this cool 44-page book with behind-the-scenes stuff, storyboards. These like dope Jaws commemorative things. We're giving four or five of them away. All you have to do is draw your favorite scene from a blockbuster movie. I've already got a bunch sent to me. Crude drawings are great. Stick figures, or if you want to be super ambitious, I love it. I'm going to tweet them all out next week, put them all on Instagram next week. By next Tuesday, the 16th, send them to NeverSeenItShow at gmail.com or Instagram or Twitter, NeverSeenItShow, however you want to send it out. Just draw your favorite scene from your favorite blockbuster, and you can win one of these things. That's it. That's all you got to do. We'll just mail it right to you. They look so cool. Go follow us on Instagram, and you can see. Um, But I appreciate everybody. Thank you for listening. Mike Drucker has never seen Goodfellas. Um, I'm getting back into streaming this week, so twitch.tv slash social distancing if you want to look at that. I'm going to be streaming an old uh, recording on Saturday of a show, First Comes Love, that I used to run, where comedians acted out porn scripts I solicited from amateur writers on Craigslist. So we had some Craigslist authors write up some adult film scripts and we act them out. I'm going to be streaming an old video that's so funny. I mean, it's probably 10 years old at this point. I don't think anyone's seen it. Be streaming that Saturday night. Um, Twitch.tv slash social distancing. Please go follow the show on Instagram and Twitter. We have a Patreon. If you want to get this episode early or I got bonus stuff on there, it's only a few bucks a month. And... I just I've been re, I've been doing some Kyle catches up where I rewatch some stuff and we record talking and breaking that stuff down. We just did Ex Machina. We're going to be doing Public Enemies, uh, Naked Gun. We did and and we're putting episodes up early on there as well. And I hope, uh, but yeah. So we got Patreon.com/slash Never Seen It. I hate giving you so much links and information and shit in the friggin' intro, but here we are. 
patreon.com slash never seen it or and if you can follow us on instagram and twitter it's nice and you can see the stuff that's coming out i appreciate it mike drucker has never seen goodfellas please enjoy it it's a very fun episode thank you for listening i appreciate y'all i hope everyone is safe and healthy doing what you got to do um you know there's a lot going on i'm trying to be very active in my day-to-day life with it using that platform for that this i hope is if, if you needed a little escape from everything and you can just sort of listen to a podcast but be aware and be active and and, and look around and, and see what you can do you don't have to do too much to make a lot of change and uh thank you guys enjoy the episode uh okay so i'm gonna talk here real quick i see my levels moving and now drucker um you go ahead and give a check uh, checking one, two, three. Is do you this... see your levels in Chrome or whatever moving? Uh, let me look. Do I see my levels in Chrome moving? I do. I do. Nice. All right. Uh, Carosa. Uh, I can see my levels doing all right. They're, uh, they're moving. I keep talking cause I can see them. Great. Yeah, it's good. All right. Feels good. Um, oh, yeah. this is here for Jessica. 33 seconds into the recording and I'm sorry for how long it is into the video. Um, cause she's just gonna have to <laughs> scrabble through to find it. Let me find the script here real quick. And I can actually just screen share the script with you guys. If you want to just read it off your computer or if you have it pulled up, that's also okay. I've got it side by side with the, um, with the video feed. All right. All right. Here we go. Doing the thing. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where I have comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen before. Uh, joining us here in studio, having never seen Goodfellas, which is was one of the real uh, power moves of our shame bracket. Uh, having never seen Goodfellas, please welcome Mike Drucker. Thank you Hello. for being here, Mike. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, also joining us, I'm pretty sure having had seen Goodfellas, uh, <laughs> who will be referred to in this podcast as two. Please give it up for Mike Carosa. What's up, everybody? I have seen Goodfellas. Um, okay, Shocker. So, so we're so just for my sake, we're going to have Mike and we're going to have two. I hope that's okay for you too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I wanted to try out a new name. If you can call me Gary. You know what? We will. I will call you Gary. (laughs) Uh, Mike, so what has, I mean, it's so crazy to ask someone what's kept them from doing something because that sounds like almost like a double negative. Why haven't you? Um, I don't know. It just doesn't sound, it's never been a movie where I'm like, you know what? I'm finally going to get around to watching Goodfellas. Like it's, it's a, I know it's good. I know it's good, but I've never been like, oh, I've got like two free hours. Maybe I'm going to put on Goodfellas. Like, it's just not a movie that I think to put on. Um, And I don't know. I I know, like, I don't know. Mafia movies bore me. Like, I always get bored during Mafia (laughs) films. Like, any film that's like, I'm like, we get it. Like, you're a guy and respect and family's important. (laughs) And so I'm so, like, I just, like, I haven't seen Casino either. So I've seen The Godfather and I regret it to this day. It's so long. (laughs) It's so long. (laughs) It is, uh, I have not seen The Godfather. If you have, okay, I'll ask you this. Have you seen Community, the television program? I've seen Community and I've seen The Good Feathers. uh, If you've seen the Chicken Fingers episode of Community, you have seen what I think is the best mob movie parody of anything. Yeah, that's what um, I was just thinking. It's it's perfect. The way they do it is absolutely perfect. And they they tease for a while, and then they do the first freeze frame, which is like a very good fellas mob movie thing. Right. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, but it's it might be hard to go back. Does that make sense? It's hard to watch <laughs> the Twilight Zone if you've never if you've already seen The Simpsons because yeah. you kind of are just like, well, they yeah. kind of did better versions a lot of Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. Um even like Hitchcock and stuff like that. The Simpsons and good parody comedy is I think makes it hard to go back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cuz the thing about Community is I like it as much as I like Goodfellas and I laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's 24 minutes long. I know. <laughs> well, after you see the script, you won't want to go back to regular Goodfellas. <laughs> oh boy this is this is like goodfellas plus this is like you know how they released like four cuts of blade runner this yeah. is like <laughs> this, this is, is the final goodfellas. cut 
this is the final cut of Goodfellas. Oh, and then Casino is whatever. I, I like Casino, but it's sort of like if I watch Goodfellas while doing something, that's the experience of watching Casino. It's <laughs> right. like if you watch Goodfellas with your phone out, I guess is what you would get out of Casino. I can't believe we just let him get away with using, oh, it stopped recording the video. That's okay. I'm going to start it up again. Here we go. I can't believe... <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter because it's on the audio still. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe we exactly. let Scorsese get away with making the same movie 15 times. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he's got a lot of confidence. And I think that... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to make another movie. Yeah. Right. It is. He's so old and still kind of doing it. I mean, he literally made the same movie with the same guys again last year. Yeah. And made it longer. Longer. It was was so long. Although. (laughs) So long. I feel like to like, you know, to his defense, I feel like Scorsese made Hugo and we're all like, Hugo. And so like we did (laughs) not. (laughs) Not only did he make Hugo, but I think they gave it away for free to everyone who has iTunes. So, like, he's tried. He's tried so hard to get away from this. And we're like, no, no, you're the mafia man. No, no, this is just a, we know you don't really run the sanitation department, Martin. Right. All right. Make your movies about, you know, family. He made Hugo and we're like, no, no, older families that aren't related. Oh, no. Oh, no. I liked Hugo. I, I did like Hugo, though. At all. Hugo has some of my favorite CGI because it's CGI where you go, stop while it's happening. You just like, stop. Do It's like the same with Polar Express. It's just like, I don't want to see this. I need you you to commit a little further in this direction or I need you to decommit a little further in this direction. You got to go Jurassic Park animatronics or a scanner darkly where it's a joke. Either way. Right. I just can't be in here with like these weird. uh, It looks like I'm at Madame Tussauds watching a play. Right. Do you guys think? Do you guys think that Hugo was the first time Scorsese had his feelings hurt? Yeah, it feels I mean. like <laughs> it was a defense mechanism. <laughs> He's like, all right, I tried, guys. I tried. It's sort of like that was the only movie he wanted to make, and he knew his way uh-huh. in was to make these mob movies and get power. And now people are like, no, no, no. Yeah, you got, it's like uh, people. It's like when uh, J.K. Rowling comes out with a new book, and we're like, okay, no, no you don't get <laughs> wizard it. book, lady. Do the wizard book. Right. I think that's She's it. Like, no, this is a realistic take on being a teenager in modern America. It's like, and then everyone was like, this is a finely written thing, but it's not what we wanted at all. Not we didn't want. <laughs> I don't even remember what it's called. I just remember having the yellow cover. Or some, she used a fake name, which is incredible to me. Oh, yeah. Right. That's yeah. nuts. That's insanity. I feel Who like you want? use a fake name when you want people to find out it's you and it seem even fancier. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm this name. And then people find out and you're like, oh, I've right. been found out. The name was like Melinda Cursive Font. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have names far from that. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> All right. Let's. Oh, let's, my um, only regret is, is so that happy. Joe Dirt's already taken. That's what I wanted. Oh man! <laughs> Don't drag Joe through the dirt here, <laughs> or Joe Dirt through the. Anyways, we see what we're saying. So, uh, how it works is, Mike, you can cast Gary and I in whatever roles you want, <laughs> and um, generally you'll do the the wall to wall. We call it all the stage directions. Sure. And any characters you want, you could play everybody, and we'll sit here and listen if you want. But it's up to you. Um, why don't? Uh... Mike, why don't you be Ray Liotta? Mike is Gary for okay. Gary. listening. Gary, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I thought I got your actual name wrong. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I'm so, 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 so sorry. I'll just change my name in the Zoom too. I have so to tell you, but neither of you have last names that I think are super conducive to just going by your last name. Have you ever gone by Carosa or Drucker? Have people oh yeah, I've definitely gone oh, by yeah. Drucker. All the time. Really? Definitely. Maybe yeah. I'm just yeah. not a last Oh, yeah. I've never gone by Ayers, except one guy on the swim team I was on would call me Ayers, and people would be like, who is that? Who's that? Yeah. Oh, I, I call know. you Ayers all the time, dude. <laughs> you do? Yeah, dude. In Denver, yeah. I only called you Ayers. I don't think I uh, ever called you Kyle. And yeah, that was, I was listening. That's probably yeah. why it doesn't respond with me, is I don't hear it. Like, yeah. if you call a Furby Eric, it's not going to like, I don't know what their last <laughs> names are. <laughs> Probably I don't know not, if man. that's a one-to-one. Yeah, hold on a second. Let's dive it into is, this one. It is. It is. And it will remain that because I'll edit out until right now. We're back. Everyone no, agreed no, on the Furby thing. It, don't, don't call me Mr. Furby. That's my dad's name. Call please. me Eric. Call me Eric. <laughs> sure, my eyes won't open, but you can push my tongue. Oh, my <laughs> I hate the stories where you hear about a Furby that just triggered in a closet for the first time in like 12 years or something. It's right. always very oh, freaky yeah. to me. Yeah. Oh, Brooks Whelan's story about his Furbies are, 
You ever hear those? No. I think those are a metaphor for depression with Brooks. I'm not sure he actually owns a Furby. <laughs> Uh, it's a novella he's never published. He's just done it on stage. He wrote it. I mean, Brooks Whelan sounds like J.K. Rowling's pseudonym. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't it sound like it sounds like she wrote a Western? Yeah. J.K. Rowling was on one season of SNL. People don't know that. She just did it under a stage name. She did that sketch with Edward Norton that was really funny. I mean, that was an exterminator one. An all-time moment for me was him tweeting when he got fired and he carved Brooks was here into the writer's room wall. (laughs) Like, if your name is Brooks, you've been waiting your whole life for a moment to carve Brooks was here into a wall. It's so great. Uh, That's so fucking funny. I'm sorry about the Furby thing because that's how we got here. Uh, Okay, so cast it up. Cast it up however you'd like. Uh, Mike, why don't you be Ray Liotta? Got it. Kyle, why don't you be Woman on Piano and okay. uh, Joe Pesci? Okay. <laughs> oh, and I'll, I'll, I'll handle the other roles. Okay. Great. Oh, I love it. I love when they're surprise roles. Okay. Uh, do you want me to get started? Or do you want yeah. me to... Do you, how do you guys... Do you guys want to read off your screen? Or do you want me to uh, share the script like this? How's this look for everybody? Um, I'm good on my screen. That's a little small to me. Uh, I've got it like side by side, so it's okay. Like we'll just read size. it off our screens. So we'll read it off. Yeah. Um, okay. Interior. Nineteen fifties, sixties, seventies, or eighties casino night, baby. <laughs> the inside of the hippest casino in Las Vegas. Maybe it's more like a club than a casino. The club could also be in New York or New Jersey. Anyway, it's all really red, and everyone is dressed the way your grandparents used to dress. All the men talk really loud. There's a lot of cigars and nobody minds or coughs passive aggressively because everyone, <laughs> because everyone here, they're all really good fellas. <laughs> a woman on piano sings about being in the business. It's oh, sung boy. in Italian with subtitled in English. Okay. Uh, I'll do the Okay. Should, <laughs> well, I, should I put it into Google translate real quick? Uh, no, no, I'll, <laughs> no, you I'll can just, just read I'll it. sing it. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> when you're in the mob, that's a harder job. <laughs> Lots of long hours. And chances of a jail. It's a harder thing to be a part of. At the end of the day, you're all good fellas, but you need to remember to be good friends too. <laughs> so that was I like should be offended or proud. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if that was an Italian. Like I can, and not like, <laughs> not like it's done with an Italian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that that wasn't sung by someone trying to get a ravioli commercial booking. <laughs> all right. Uh, the song ends and all the men clap in a weird, aggressive way like what she did was a huge sexual to-do and not just performing a song. A few whistles for some reason. We pan over the club. There's now a narrator who's explaining w- what's going on here. And he's played Honest Guest by Ray Liotta. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I was a little boy, I wanted to be a good fella. Of course, we all equally know what a good fella is and the function they serve within my social group. Becoming a good fella isn't something you earn, it's something you believe. A good fella is a guy that thinks he's fly and is also known as a buster. He's always talking about what he wants and he just sits on his broke ass. Except when you're a good fella, that girl does want your number. Let me list some of the good fellas I know. Now we pan over some people who look at the, into the camera. We pan uh, past a, uh, a scarred man tipping his hat. We just know he's in the mafia. We don't even assume he is, like a veteran or just a man who had a hard life. It's exactly what pop culture has trained us to see, and he is it. He's also tough. There was Sal Bloomin' Onion. Don't ask him where he was when Kennedy was shot. We pan across a middle-aged man who, again, really just the stereotypes we've been presented with, has his arms around two women, one woman each arm. It actually feels like he wouldn't be comfortable with both shoulders up like that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this is 100% definitely a character who will die in a bad way. (laughs) There was T. Raja Gnocchi. He dropped out of the seminary to become a good fella after his brother died in a different good fella thing from before now. We pan across a very, very old man holding court at a round table. Don't make it a booth. Wait, no, it's a round table, but like the back of the round table is a booth-like <laughs> wall because this character is important and it's some big thing to always sit with your back to the wall. This man is ancient. A man on his knees kisses the old man's hand. That's how much respect there is. And this is Don Pavarotti. <laughs> right now, I'm going to talk about the importance of respect. 
In the mafia, we heavily value respect. Unlike any other social group in which respect plays little role in hierarchy <laughs> and success, respect <laughs> matters here. So there's no possible way anything bad could happen to this respected but dangerously fragile old man whose death would set off a massive, emotionally complicated, interesting conflict. Don Pavarotti will die very early on in this. It'll probably be so sad because the Don was like a father to Ray Liotta, probably. And so Ray Liotta doesn't just want good fellas. He wants good father figures. But to every spring, there is a fall. The camera finally pans to Ray Liotta, who's sitting with a bunch of other good fellow friends. They're laughing really hard, like in that gif people post to laugh at a tweet in a mean way. <laughs> and then there's me, Ray Liotta. <laughs> I'm the one who wanted to become a good fella, and I've been working on it. I hang out a lot, try to put in some FaceTime and be present. I'm like an all right fella right now, but that's all about to change. Because today, today's a change fella. Joe Pesci enters with Entourage. Hello, other good fellas. Hope you're all having a fine day. <laughs> a squirmy guy is also at the table. He's in the mafia too, but he's not that good. For a good fella, like he's just bad at being in the mafia. Like maybe people felt bad for him, so they kept him around. Squirmy guy laughs. What was that? No, uh, nothing. It's just it's raining out, so it's a, it's funny because it's not a fine day. It's rainy. Does that make me funny? Well, no. It's just I feel like you're always really good at funny, like a meme your parents send you, and you pretend to like them so you can rebuild a relationship before they die. Which is why you always reply, ha ha. I didn't mean nothing by it. Funny like an Andy Borowitz New Yorker piece? Is that how I'm funny? <laughs> Writing long, weird knockoffs of The Onion without any real point or observation? Boss eye. Joe Pesci breaks into a smile and gives the squirmy guy the double finger guns. Ah, gotcha. Oh, thanks, Joe. That was really a relief. <laughs> yeah, sorry if I went a bit far. No, it was a good bit. I'm sorry I didn't receive it the right way at first. You're not responsible for something I did to bother you. And I appreciate you saying that and hearing and that you hear where I'm coming from. I value our friendship too much. That's to, really nice. No, but if I knew the joke was going to hurt you, I never would have done that. But that's on me. Thank you, Joe. Excuse me. I'm going to go use the little boy's room. Squirmy guy exits. Joe turns to a mafia heavy nearby. Kill him. But do it in a nice way. Not one of those gross <laughs> mafia ways or something scary like the cement thing. Kill him in a way that makes more sense time-wise and logistically, <laughs> like shooting. <laughs> Don't even beat him up or anything. It's so unpleasant. The camera pans again as we continue our journey. It was on that day I learned Joe Pesci is probably my boss. <laughs> <laughs> and that... Makes him the best fella. Cut to exterior nearby cornfield question mark day question mark. A, <laughs> a car that could be from any era after 1953 pulls up in a cornfield. Not a driveway nearby or the side of the road and then hoofing it over. The car parks right in the cornfield, not even thinking about the crop. The doors open, but we only see from a low level just so we can see the shoes coming out of the car. We need this shot to show how intense it is as they get out of the car. It's Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, and Sal Bloom and Onion. <laughs> is this the spot where it happens? This is where something scary happens. <laughs> Sal Bloom and Onion goes to the back of the car and opens the trunk. Someone is in there, tied up with a sack over his head. He's got a little blood on him. Sal pulls that someone out. Come on, T. Roger Gnocchi. <laughs> Sal pulls the sack off, and it's T. Roger Gnocchi. <laughs> Time to get what's coming to you for what you did earlier. All right, I'm lifting a baseball bat. We were also carrying <laughs> baseball bats. <laughs> this scene looks scary when you were a kid. Yeah. They grab T. Roger Gnocchi and take the tape off his mouth. They raise the baseball bats. You don't have to do this. Oh, yes, we do. We're tough characters. We are good fellas. But we, are also, we also don't take advantage of us fellas. Uh, but isn't this level of violence an outsized response to minor financial fraud? That's kind of the point. Yeah, it's supposed to be scary. This scene looked scary <laughs> when you were a kid. <laughs> Sal real, uh, looks ready to do the violence. Ray Liotta is torn. Real question. Can we just shoot him? What? Hear me out. If we're going to kill him no matter what with the baseball bats, can't we just kill him in a more humane way? Otherwise, you can just call me a grossed out fella. I suppose it would take more energy to beat him to death. 
And I have st- I've started <laughs> applying the same philosophy to my own staff I have to kill, but want it to be a smoother experience and less expensive, to be honest. You guys are killing me. No, we're killing this guy over here. <laughs> they all laugh. Even T knows it's kind of funny. <laughs> See, like if someone's going to say I'm funny, I want it to be off like a real bit, not some misspeaking. Is that crazy? Well, Joe Pesci talks Ray Liotta shoots T. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, now you guys can't torture him. Ray! <laughs> <laughs> Exterior busy street. A mafia car races down the street, not respecting or following traffic laws. Other cars make sharp turns to avoid the mafia car. One car hits a fire hydrant. You hope that person is okay. What's her story? Interior mafia car. Ray Liotta and Joe Pesci are in the car. Sal Bloomin' Onion is in the back bleeding. They shot Sal Bloomin' Onion. Fuck. Fuck. I'm hurt, man. I'm hurt real bad. I'm so hurt. It hurts a lot. It's like so much to handle right now. We shouldn't have done that heist that probably happened at some point before. Like, or some form of power struggle inside the Goodfellas community. Don't let it end like this. I don't want it to end like this. Everybody shut up. We need to get him to a hospital. Stop. No hospitals. Every movie like this features someone saying, <laughs> no hospitals. When someone really needs a hospital. Cool men hate hospitals so much. I don't think I'm going to make it. Don't talk like that, Sal. Be more positive about this. Ray, you were like a sun fella to me. Please come <laughs> close before I pass. Ray Liotta gets close. Joe Pesci will try to kill you. Sal Bloomin' Onion pushes Ray away and really hams it up a bit. Well, I'm dying now. This is it for me. These are my only last words. Bye, fella. He gives Ray Liotta a little secret thumbs up and dies. Sal, no. I didn't always like him, but God damn it, I respected him. Hey. What? Are we cool? What? Yeah, why? I'm going to be honest here. You know, Sal told me you were going to try to kill me. <laughs> you know about that, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it kind of sucks to hear it from someone else before I heard it from you, to be honest. I think of you as a threat to me. I, Even though I love you, I, I know you're a threat. I'm tragic. But I'm the guy with the gun. What? Ray Liotta pulls out a gun with a silencer. Oh, before Joe Pesci can react, Ray Liotta shoots him. Since Joe Pesci was the driver, the car gets into an accident with a pole. Ray Liotta uses a <laughs> handkerchief to wipe the car down. All the spots he would have touched. And he then gets out of the car and casually walks down the highway with his thumb up. Fly Me to the Moon by Frank Sinatra plays. <laughs> and that's how I learned there's a big difference between being a good fella and being a good person. But that wouldn't be the end of my journey. A blue computer screen, cut to a blue computer screen with good fellas as the document name. <laughs> the last words in the doc are, but that wouldn't be the end of my journey. The cursor blinks. Interior Ray Liotta's home day. We see an older Ray Liotta in makeup sitting at a computer screen. He's pondering his life. His wife enters. I'll have the smallest of roles in this movie. Honey, take a break from writing your mafia memoirs. <laughs> Just a minute. A bunch of grandkids run into the computer area that Ray Liotta's in. They tackle him. Grandparent, Grandpa, Grandpa fella. fella. <laughs> yeah. Looks like you won't. You, looks like you don't have a minute, Mister. How did I get such a good life? I'm so glad I became a good fella. Wife smiles at him and then has a concerned frown. Hey, what's wrong? Wife's mouth opens, screams, and the scream turns into car screeching sound, and we cut to black car crash noises. <laughs> Twist Where the car crash was last time. Twist ending, Ray Liotta is dead in the car crash we saw earlier. <laughs> Cop cars and paramedics show up. Car doors slam. Two cops who have been on the trail of the Goodfellas all movie get out of the car. Officer Donna Tiello. What a tragedy. The other officer puts out a cigarette under his boot. Officer Scones. I guess it's true what they say. The only good fella is a dead fella. Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones plays. <laughs> the camera pulls back as we leave behind the scene of the crash, and suddenly, Twist revealed Joe Pesci standing behind a tree, watching the police from a distance. Yeah, see you around, kid. He does an earnest salute and climbs into the tr- climbs down the tree and walks away. Fly Me to the Moon by Frank Sinatra plays. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
That's how I think Goodfellas oh, goes. It's so funny. Oh, that is so funny. I can't get Grandpa over Grandpa Fella. One, Jesus Christ. One dude. cop being named Donatello, and then the other one is just scones. <laughs> yeah. It's like, here there. comes Officer Raphael on oh, scones. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I'm laughing so oh, hard. I think it's so good. Great. I think it's not not wrong. It's not. <laughs> it's kind of like in this world where, yeah, you kind of nailed a lot of it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've seen like two scenes in yeah. passing. You've, you know what you've. You know what I mean. You've seen the yeah, scenes yeah. that people have seen that are impossible. Here's what I would say that makes what what made Goodfellas different was. Uh, I, do you mind a spoiler? No, here? you it's can spoil Goodfellas. And spoiler <laughs> to anyone who's listening to this who hasn't seen the movie Goodfellas. Uh, the thing is that Ray Liotta just kind of goes into witness protection and kind of hates his life. Like at oh. the very end is he he like the ending is kind of him at home. He goes out and gets the newspaper and he's like basically like this fucking is boring. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. kind of like the thing. But then, you know, did how long was the guy in witness protection? He wrote a fucking book that became Goodfellas. Like yeah. he did. <laughs> it is actually he did write his memoir that then became the movie. Oh, is it a true story? Is Goodfellas yeah. a true story? Yeah, yeah. I didn't so know that. it is. It is the guy writing his memoir that becomes like the, <laughs> it's not like strictly the Lord of the Rings framework, right? <laughs> that also became the Game of Thrones framework because I don't know how if there's any other way for fantasy just can't exist in a world that has to be a written record. No, but, you have to. Oh man, there's a lot I of think, dudes uh, who get whacked. Yeah, tons. I, I think the, the thing that stood out to me as, as a missing component, if I may, was uh, not enough food. <laughs> there's so much. There's so much food. There's, isn't, I, there is a scene where Scorsese's mom just made food And it's actually Scorsese's mom, and she's oh, just yeah. making a steak for Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I don't even think she knew a movie was happening. She's yeah. like, hey, where were you guys all day? And he's like, make me a steak. She's like, all right. <laughs> At one point, you food. even hear her go, Marty, sit down. Get away from the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Yeah, there's a lot of food. Uh, Ray Liotta, who is the star, okay, good. Um, yells so. at his uh, babysitter for not stirring pasta enough at some point. Like oh, He's right. coked out of his mind. He's being chased by the FBI. He's paranoid, and he still has time to yell at a babysitter for not stirring pasta sauce right. Like almost the joke I would have put in the scene is actually in the scene. <laughs> he's oh, wow. like, par- he's, his world's falling apart and he's still like, what about the, the pasta sauce is burning? <laughs> uh, it's all right. I don't know. I can't. I, it's one of the movies I can't picture watching for the first time now. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I think Goodfellas is the only DVD I owned that I had to flip over to watch the rest <laughs> of it. Flip the DVD. You had to flip the I whole know. DVD player. That was the crazy part because the laser's <laughs> yeah. only on one side. So you had to flip the entire thing over. Oh, I just think that's so funny. It is. I think it's probably a more of an example of what informs mob movies than um, yeah. The Godfather is. Yeah. Well, it's I, definitely if, the direction it got taken in. Like what the, I, yeah. The, there's the eighty. There's eighty Goodfellas. Is Yes. What I really love about The Sopranos, and Mike, I'm not sure if you've seen The Sopranos before, some of it. is how much they love Goodfellas. <laughs> and they always like walking around quoting it and stuff. And they're like, hey, like, hey, let's buy that suit. That's what he wore in the movie. And I'm like, oh, this is actually what everyone's yeah. – a whole culture just got based off of a, a book or a movie, yeah. which was – they were behaving based off the fucking Godfather, which was a book. Like what mm-hmm. – I don't know what actual mob culture exists that isn't just informed as much by pop culture as we are. Yeah, that's a big complaint in the mob community. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They're very hush-hush about everything else, but uh, this in particular. uh, The mob community is dwindling because there aren't any more new good fellas. The Irishman didn't quite do it to them. (laughs) And also, you're not allowed to sit outside sipping espresso on a red and white tablecloth table anymore. You have to be six feet apart, and that's really killed them. Yeah, it's oh, made I it heard hard. enough of that over quarantine. My dad's been complaining. I can't believe. Can you believe all the small businesses being? I mean, the the order for cannolis and pay with an envelope of money community is is really <laughs> suffering because of all of this. Yeah. Uh, okay, we got some games here on the podcast <laughs> that we're gonna play. Great, and we got a few. Fuck this yeah. first one that we're gonna play is called "Build the Perfect Movie." Build a perfect movie. 
I don't know if my audio was still sharing, so maybe you didn't hear that, but we just played some some theme music. We'll run it back. Build a perfect movie. So this game is called Build the Perfect Movie. How it's going to work is I'm going to give you guys a category, and you will have to pick two movies from that category whose Rotten Tomatoes score adds up to as close to 100 as possible without going over. Does that make sense? Oh, I love so your that, yeah. Price is Right rules apply. Uh, Mike, you'll pick one, and then Gary will pick one, <laughs> and then we will review the scores so you know how to adjust, and you'll pick your second movie. Right. Uh, I love so, every game on this podcast so much, and the music is great. God damn So it. we got a little bit of loop I'm in happy. perfect movie music right here. Uh, the first category is you're going to try and build the perfect thriller. The perfect oh. thriller music video. Uh, no, just a thriller, just the perfect thriller. So, okay. uh, Drucker pick one, Crows to pick one, and we'll review our scores. That seems like an okay volume for this music, right? Lowish. You pick one, do you give us options, or do we just pick a thriller that we Any know? thriller. I would tell you that most frequently the uh, strategy oh. is that we call it the Michelle Obama, go low and then go high. Yeah, yeah, that sounds Because you have to pick two, and you can't yeah. go over 100 with their combined. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, what's that movie with the snowman? Oh, where it's like Mr. Uh, Police Officer? Yeah, Mr. Police yeah. Officer, that movie. No, Wait, is that the one? Or is it the Michael Fassbender? Wait. Uh, oh, yeah. The Snowman. I think it's just called The Snowman. Oh, The Snowman. It is just called The Snowman. You know what, The Snowman. I'm going to say The Snowman. Snowman. Like, it's Denmark so funny or something. because the I googled Mr. Police Office movie, and it goes, The Snowman movie poster is so bad, it's all you will remember. And here we are, <laughs> actually Googling it. <laughs> all right, Snowman's my choice. Okay, all I right. I watched that movie because they did it on How Did This Get Made, and it is rough. Yeah. Um, my movie's going to be the number 23. Oh, good choice. Right, yeah, buddy. Go. Here we go. That was the, the s- first movie I saw in French. The Snowman, 7%. Oh, man, I really Fuck. undershot it. The number 23, 8%. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so Carosa, you are what you will pick first. We're looking for, we're looking for a ninety-two, oh, and then Drucker, wow. we're looking for a ninety-three, and you're not allowed to pick the same movie. Um, I have a question in terms of like to clarify. Mm-hmm. Um, is it follows more of a horror movie than thriller? Let me see. It is a yeah. You could use it follows. It has thriller listed as its sec. It's a horror and thriller. Let's do it, baby. All right. It follows. Okay, what are we looking for? You're looking for a 92 or 93 here, Drucker. All together? Uh, 100 total. So 100 you're looking, total. You're at seven right now with the okay. snowman. Oh, I see you're what tr- you're saying. I you're see trying what you're to saying. Uh, beat Carosa's score here. I see what you're saying. Um, let me think for a second. That's a tough one. Hunt for Red October. Okay. All right, here we go. The snowman. The, the still images from this movie are the craziest shit I have ever seen in my life. I I mean, I'm just going to drag this image off and, and show it to us after the round here. The snowman, 7%. Hunt for Red October, 89%. That's a 96. Okay. That's a 96. The number right. 23, 8. It follows 95. Just no! over. Just over. Oh, Drucker fuck. takes round one. Drucker takes round one. And now, uh, I'm sorry to everyone listening to the podcast, but we're going to take a moment to look at this picture of a snowman together from that movie. Let me find it. That's a screenshot. <laughs> yep. Honestly, I would be scared, though, if I saw it. In real life? Like, in real life, like, in, like, a like a crime situation. Yeah. True. Oh, yeah. 100%. Somebody's yeah, been decapitated and their head's been replaced with a, a snowman head. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, oh. Look like a real... Snowman head. <laughs> All right, here we go. Our next round, Oof. we are looking for the perfect movie with a lot of CGI. So we're getting the categories are starting to get a little more specific. So we're looking for the perfect movie <laughs> with a lot of CGI. Drucker, you, you won, so you'll pick first. You're going to say Hugo? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, food fight. I think there's a movie called Food Fight that was all CGI and it was just product placement. There is. It's literally starring the sun-kissed tuna tuna. All right, that is my choice. What is this movie? What? Um, I, I'm going to go with The Meg. <laughs> I don't know. What I heard is about it Food once. Fight? I cannot believe you pulled this movie out of nowhere. All right, The Meg, 46%. God okay. damn it. 
40, so you're looking, you gotta go, what, a 54? Food yeah. fight? Zero. <laughs> no. Shut the f- Two no reviews. Way. Both of them are zero. One of them says this is the ugliest animated feature that has ever been released by something oh. resembling an actual studio. Tell us who the cast is. I think this is perfect. Uh... Charlie Sheen, Wayne Brady, Chris Kattan, Hilary Duff, Haley Duff, and Harvey Firestein as Fat Cat Burglar. Jesus This Christ. is insane. I've also never <laughs> seen this movie. I I hope so. I hope you haven't. The Sunkissed Tuna and the, what's the, Vlasic Pickle Bird and Aunt <laughs> Jemima real. are the three things on the cover. No. This is insane. All right. So, so <laughs> Drucker, you're looking for a hundred. Yeah. And uh, uh, Carosa, you're looking for a, a fifty-four. So, Drucker, you can pick first. The Irishman. Because there's a ton of CG in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, every time it's their face, except like two. Man. Um. Okay. A middling heavy CGI movie. Right. Almost like The Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was bad. I thought it was going absurdly low. That's what I was thinking. You never know Jesus. with those movies that try and be bad. Do you know what I yeah. mean? They're tough to gauge how the reviews yeah. went. Oh fuck! Is now a bad time to let you guys know that I'm not really sure what CGI is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, a Pixar movie has a lot of CGI too. If you want to go that, it doesn't like have computer. to be a real oh, action movie. Special it doesn't have to be. They ever put out a bad one? Those guys. Huh? True. I bet even that dinosaur one is above a fifty-four. I'm gonna go with the Mummy and hope to God it just barely cracks fifty. All right, so you're looking for fifty-four. I'm an idiot. <laughs> the good dinosaur is a seventy-six, so you know. All right, Food Fight is a zero percent. The Irishman, ninety-six percent. So with a 96, no let me do that math real quick. That's 96. <laughs> <laughs> the Meg, 54, Meg, 46. The Mummy, uh-huh. 60. 106, just over. Just over. Oh, my God. I'm going to go out and I'm going to say for the record, the Irishman food fight is my favorite combination we've ever had <laughs> in the show. Uh, because food fight could have been a name for that whole prison scene in Goodfellas. They're just yeah. making pasta. They're just in that nice prison where they get to cook. All right, we got one more. Let's see if Carosa can get on the board here before it's over. Oh, and I've just been going over by like five or six each yeah. time. So, um, all right, let me find let me find a f- uh, fun category we haven't really used before. Uh, all right, we'll do one that I really like: a movie featuring any former SNL cast member. I like that one. So we're trying to build the oh, perfect any movie featuring a f- any ca- SNL cast member, really in any capacity okay. that you can remember or justify okay. um, two movies close to 100 without going over Drucker you'll pick first um, Deuce Bigelow 2 European Gigolo god damn <laughs> um, great uh, before we go just so you know the cover is him using yeah. the leaning tower of Pisa as his penis yep <laughs> All right, Would Mike. it surprise you that I owned that on DVD? <laughs> <laughs> was that what was on the other side of Goodfellas? It's just called Best Fella. <laughs> yeah, it's what the Goodfellas would watch now. <laughs> uh, mine is going to be the Love Guru. Oh, good choice. Good choice. Yeah. All right, Deuce Bigelow 2, 9%. Okay. God. The Love Deserve Guru, less. 14%. What? It's so, hailed as so, one of the worst. All right. Yeah, no, fourteen percent's bad. <laughs> it's not. It's not as bad as Deuce Bigelow too, apparently. So, uh, Drucker, we're looking for a ninety-one. You'll pick first, and then Carosa, we're looking for an eighty-six. You'll pick second. Uh, the movie Chaplin, starring Robert Downey Jr., who was in one season of SNL. Oh yeah. Um, damn. I think. Okay, this might be. I might be wrong about this on my pick, but I think Anthony Michael Hall was on a season of SNL with Robert Downey Jr., so I'm going to go with uh, 16 Candles. Oh, good call. All right, here we go. I'm proud of myself. Deuce Bigelow, (laughs) 2, 9%. Chaplin, 59%. Wow, I I thought it was a better movie than that. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it's great. It's like an 80-something audience. Everyone, it's, what a, it just seems like it got a weird, and everyone loved Robert Downey Jr., but 
59. Crazy. So that's, I was what, off. 68, 68. All right, here we go. The Love Guru, 14, 16 candles, 85%. That's a 99. That's a 99. What? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Taking it home with the SNL oh, knowledge, he comes baby. Back. He comes back and grabs one. There we go. Uh, congratulations to both of you on your victories there. Thank you kindly. Feeling good. Our last game we're going to play today is called uh, Before and Afters. Get ready to play Before and Afters. So right now the running total score is 2-1 to in favor of MD over MC. Um, The Before and Afters thing is my favorite one. It's so good. It's really nice. It's a pleasant noise. Um, So how this works is... Two movies have been smushed together into one movie. I will read you the new smushed together movie plot, and you will have to tell me the new portmanteau title. So lots of them are like a Wheel of Fortune before and after category. Okay. So for instance, Wolf of Wally Street, Argo, Saving Private Silverman. They're not all necessarily right leading into each other. They kind of mush together in various ways. Um, Are you guys ready for number one? It's going to be one of those times where I listen to the podcast and I'm like, oh, this is so obvious and I'm so good at this and now I'm going to fucking suck so bad (laughs) uh here we go plot number one plot number one a man with memory loss tries to track down his wife's murderer but after using a memory implanting company he struggles to understand his own identity the Um, mementernal sunshine of the spotless mind no memenception not memenception in mento in my (laughs) memento <laughs> no, no, but it's fun sounding. Is it pimento? They just did an episode of that on Brooklyn Nine Nine. A, a man with memory loss eats mints. This is mementos. <laughs> Men's, Wait, can you read the thing again? Man with memory loss. No. <laughs> Sounds like we're all having various levels of a stroke right now. A man with memory loss tries to track down his wife's murderer, but after using a memory implanting company, he struggles to understand his own identity. Okay. Oh, see, I didn't listen to that second one at all. I thought, I thought, okay. <laughs> he just uh, started saying so memento. A, a company that implants memories. Because Eternal Sunshine deletes memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ideas, a company that... That's, that's me not listening. I'll give you... Do you guys want to... There's. I can even elaborate more because I know this one. Yeah. Uh, a memory implanting company. He struggles to understand his own identity, which warring factions... Which warring Martian faction is after him and reality himself? Oh, oh, Memento oh. Recall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give that one a tie. Uh, I think we both knew where we were going with that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one. After a comedian's girlfriend falls ill, he visits a mogul's island, mogul, I, mogul's island pet project to evaluate whether genetically engineered creatures are safe enough to help her. What's the first part? After a comedian's girlfriend falls ill. Oh, what's Camille's movie? He visits a mogul's island. Uh, Camille and Emily's movie. To evaluate genetically oh, engineered no. creatures. The big park? The big... <laughs> We're so close. The words uh, are the there. Big, the big sick. The big Jurassic? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no one's happy about that one. If you thought that one didn't... <laughs> If you thought that one didn't fit together, just wait for this one. Oh, <laughs> the, boy. This one I can't even say after typing it out. Oh, no. Kyle. At, <laughs> this is our final one. After being incarcerated together in a cryo prison, a cop and a prisoner are free in L.A., and the cop must recruit a brilliant hacker and a maverick pilot to help him sneak into the CIA and recover a file to prove his innocence. Okay, so one of those is the Italian job, too. <laughs> No, that was the name of Mike's Goodfellas script. <laughs> can, can, can you read the, the, the second part? After being part? incarcerated together. I don't even remember what part yeah. of this is the beginning of the second yeah. part. After being yeah. incarcerated together in a cryo prison, a cop and prisoner are free in L.A. And here we go. This A cop must recruit a brilliant hacker and maverick pilot to help him sneak into the CIA and recover a file to prove his innocence. Demolition impossible? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Demolition, demolition, possible, demolition, demolition impossible, impossible, man. Oh, that one is hard demolition to say. Demolition, possible, man. Demolition, <clears throat> demolition, demolition of the possible. Demol- I'm hey, realizing look, I have no idea what the Second of those Amendment gives me about. a demolition. Uh, it's demo- <laughs> demolition, man. Is about Wesley Snipes and who's I don't remember who the cop is, but they're cryogenically frozen. Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone, and then they get to 
uh, they're frozen for like 35 years and then they are freed on which being cryogenically frozen would that even help you learn your lesson <laughs> no what no, no you just you just live longer and have a healthy life again you wouldn't yeah, lose any and, of your life and you skip a bunch of things they that just might not. basically they come out in la in like the year 2030 or something like that right yeah and uh then then start they fighting each right other again <laughs> no one learns a lesson sylvester sloan has to hunt down wesley snipes in the future los angeles and then was Mission rob Impossible. schneider also in that yep he was feels like rob schneider and had something to do with spaghetti in that am i crazy you're once again thinking of the italian job <laughs> <laughs> um well hey that's it for us Thanks, uh, Mike Drucker. Thank you for having never seen Goodfellas and sharing Goodfellas with us. Thank you for having me. Uh, this was nice. Mike, Mike Carosa, thank you for being here and having seen Goodfellas, I assume. I guess I, you have. <laughs> I, it was a safe assumption, I'll say, but uh, yeah, I have. Yeah. And thanks for having me, man. This is nice. Great. This is really fun. Let everyone know where to find you guys and, and all that sort of stuff. If you've got anything you want them to check out, this is a uh, good time. Find me on Twitter at Mike Drucker. Also, um, one of the head writers for Samantha B. So watch that on Wednesdays at 1030 on TBS. Still doing wonderful new things. Still doing throughout all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Um, uh, you can find me at Mike Carroza. It's M-I-K-E-C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A. Uh, I do a Friday night talk show on Twitch uh, during the quarantine. Uh, so 9 p.m. Eastern uh, on Twitch. So Mike Carroza 91. And I just uh, started a podcast uh, called Bummer Boys. Uh, it's stylized really stupidly. So it's X Bummer X Boys X. And uh, it's about songs that made us sad that week. And I think this week we have Shane Torres on. So that's going to be a fun one. Oh, man. Uh, great. Thank you guys very much. Please check that Thanks, out. Buddy. And thank everybody for listening. And uh, I think we're good. Thank you, guys. This is nice. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, there we go. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please go follow the show at Never Seen It Show on Instagram and Twitter. Please send us a drawing of your favorite blockbuster movie scene by next Tuesday, the 16th, and you can win one of these cool Jaws commemorative things. Uh, we got a bunch of funny ones already. We're just going to pick them at random. Thank you so much. Please uh, be safe and happy as you can be and helpful. Please try and find ways to be helpful. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening. Star Bands Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.